Hey guys, welcome back to Running the Pass, a restaurant industry podcast. I am your host, Kyle and Sarah. And look, I know firsthand that running a restaurant is stressful, it's time consuming, and at times it can be really lonely. So each week on this show, I'm going to have on fellow industry professionals, whether they're chefs, restaurant owners, even commercial real estate agents, branding professionals, uh, bookkeepers, lawyers, accountants, who I feel can provide some real value to you uh, as a restaurant owner. Because when you you know shut those lights off at the end of the night, it's really just you. And oftentimes I feel like uh, restaurant owners don't have a sounding board um, to the business side or to the to the wellness side, to a lot of different aspects um, to the business that we we just kind of take for granted or think that we're going through on our own. So thank you so much for tuning in. And um, also wanted to take a time to mention the Facebook group that I have, the Running the Past Facebook group. Um, that's for also for industry professionals to get on there, kind of share articles, uh, ask questions, and really just dive deep into maybe some of the show topics or really to just discuss um, you know, a trend that's happening in our industry or to really just vent. You know, I think that's that's a big part of it. So that's running the pass on podcast. And then on social media, you can find me at Kyle and Sarah on Instagram, uh, Kyle and Sarah on LinkedIn. And um, thanks so much for listening. And I hope you guys enjoy. Have a great day. All right, guys, welcome back to the Running the Past podcast. I have a gentleman with me who's going to talk to us a little bit about what it's like to run a restaurant and be a family guy and how you balance all that. So, uh, Mike, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, who you are, where you're from, and uh, your restaurant and all that good stuff. All right. Well, good morning. First of all, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, my name is Mike Andro. I'm operate out of Avon, Connecticut, which is a suburb right outside of Hartford. And I own E&D Pizza Company. And um, we are about five years in there on this concept now. Uh, personally, I've been in the restaurant business my entire life. Uh, my family owned an Italian bakery growing up. So, you know, flour in my lungs was something that started very early. Right. Um, you know, I worked through pretty much every facet of the restaurant business. Uh, after after getting out of school, you know, I came right back to the restaurant business. Uh, you know, I started in pizza when I was a kid, went through years of that, then I eventually ended up getting into bars, nightclubs, uh, casual dining, even fine dining for years. Then, um, you know, you kind of, you got to get to a point in life where you realize this is what you do. You know, you're not going to all of a sudden become a plumber or a lawyer or an astronaut someday. Uh, you're a restaurant guy. Yeah. And, you know, as the years go by and they go by faster than you'd like sometimes, you know, you realize that uh, I need to find a better avenue within my restaurant genre because the two, three, four o'clock in the morning stuff gets old as we get older. Yeah. You know, we have different responsibilities with families and, you know, wives, homes, children. And, uh, you know, we're not as freewheeling as we used to be. So you have to find a better option. And that's what brought me back to pizza where I started. I figured, you know what? It's something I know. It's something I grew up in. Um, I know it, in my opinion, as good, if not better than anybody I know. So it was a natural fit for me to come back to that and not not have those super late hours in the restaurant anymore and have it be a little more conducive to normal family life than uh, yeah. the other places in the business. So 
So that was, so the pizza business you saw as being like a little bit of an out from the grind of the late night stuff, but still being able to be in that business. And you had a family when you started the pizza business, right? Is that correct? Yeah. When I started this, um, my boys were one and four. So, uh, you know, it was something where, you know, getting in, um, it's not easy. It's not easy. You know, uh, you know, doing a startup, starting a new concept from, uh, from the ground is difficult. And, uh, I went into it with no partners, just myself. Mm -hmm. So it was, uh, you know, the burden and the reward, if there was going to be any, was all on me. Right. And, you know, I was very, very lucky and very fortunate to have a great support staff at home. My wife's fantastic. You know, and I remember her looking at me saying, do it now. Yeah. Because, you know, she's been with me for a long time and she knows what, what goes into it as well. And she knew what I was up against starting this business. So your wife is not, she doesn't operate with you, right? No, she does not. No. No, that's obviously, I mean, that's a decision that you have to make, right? I mean, sometimes you're like, oh, I could really use a, another set of hands around here, but. You can always use another set of hands, but, you know, having two young children, you know, she was just focused on, you know, taking care of, taking care of those two guys uh, on a daily basis and letting me get things going in the restaurant. And, uh, you know, it worked out. It's like I said, she looked at me and she said, do this now, do it now. They're young. They're not even going to remember you not being around. So do it now. I'll hold the fort down here and then get your ass back home. And, and like a good husband, you did what your wife told you to do. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stupid. So, <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's not an easy, that's not an easy thing to do. I mean, Hey, just, just go ahead and do it, do it now. You know, we'll take care of these two boys. What, what hurdles did you face? And, and I mean, I just really want to know how you, nobody has a playbook, right? When you get this, you can listen to podcasts, you can read books, you have your experience, but when you get in there and it's that first night and the phone is ringing and what was ringing, started to come yeah. in, um, you know, what, what hurdles did you face? I mean, knowing that everybody was at home and, and trying to, you know, switch your brain into being restaurant guy for a while. How does, what, what is, what was that like? Yeah, it's, it's tough. There's, there's no, there's no shirt coding it. It's tough. There's no way around it. Um, you know, the lucky thing I had going for me is that I was raised in this business. Um, I was raised and I was mentored by some of the greatest guys in this business. So I had the tools, uh, to do this. It wasn't a matter of, you know, in my mind, it wasn't a matter of, can I do this? I knew how to execute from point A to point B all the way. Um, you know, so I had that going in my favor right out of the gate. So you're pretty organized. You had a pretty. Yeah. I mean, I've opened, I've opened countless restaurants. I've done this time and time again. So it, nothing, nothing that was going to happen was a surprise to me. Uh, I wasn't someone that went into this with overblown projections. Right. Uh, it would be difficult to meet. I knew what my, I knew what my realistic goals financially were and how to get there. And uh, the biggest thing for me was, you know, could I beat my projections? Yeah. And if I could do that, then I could be on the, on the path to, you know, getting where I wanted to be faster. Um, right. But I knew I would be able to meet the projections because like I said, I've done this forever and I know what to realistically expect and how to get there. Right. Um, you know, I know how to market it. I know how to go about, you know, making the connections and doing it. And it helps that I've been, I've worked in the Connecticut market for 30 years. So I know everybody already. So it was, I, I, I had a, I had a lot of in my favor going in, uh, let's say, um, you know, a lot of restaurateurs don't have that. Right. And that's, uh, I think that's one of the biggest issues a lot of people face and uh, which is also one of the biggest things that leads to their ultimate demise. Unfortunately, we see too much of it in this business and it's, it's shameful and it's, it hurts to see it. Yeah, it does. It does. And you know, in my job now, it still pains me to see it. 
Like I, I feel bad just walking past the restaurant because it's weird dynamic for me because I'm in the business. I'm a, I'm a commercial broker. I deal with guys like you operators all the time looking to expand their concept, but it would be an opportunity. Most guys like me ha- would see a guy struggling, but like, Oh, he's going out of business. I can get this spot. I can list it. I still have like this spot where I'm like, Oh, I know that at some point this guy sat down at his table with his family or yeah. with his buddy and penned this out, scrapped the money together, got it together. And then it just didn't work. It just pains me. But I think that that's an interesting point is like you're saying it, it, it it's, it's painful to see. It's painful to have happen to you, but like, you know, that's one of the things with our industry. I think the low barrier to entry to get in here gives guys like you, it, it gives, it puts a stigma on the industry, right? That, Oh, this business is so hard. You're never going to make it. And da, 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 da. But if you have it in your blood and you have it, your family support and you know that you've been doing this forever, I mean, it's what you do. It's just so many people are constantly in your ear. Like, how are you going to do this with a family? How are you going to do this? Um, you know, on your own, who's going to help you? Who's going to be, you're going to miss the holidays and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. like, how, how do you, how do you go about balancing all those demands from, from, you know, from the family, from the graduation parties, the, you know, the Easter, the Thanksgiving that you're gonna have to cook for, like, yeah. how do you divide yourself in, in that? How do you make that happen? It, it's difficult. It's difficult. You know, we use the word balance, but in all honesty, in the very beginning, there is no balance. Uh, your goal is to get to that point where you can find balance once again. And that's a big sacrifice you have to make. And unfortunately, like I was starting to say there, you know, you, you don't see in this industry, a lot of people that understand that. Uh, right. Unfortunately, a lot of people get into this with this romantic notion of I'm going to own a yeah. restaurant. It's going to be beautiful. I'm going to have friends and yep. family. It's gonna be, it's what, and you know, and they're dead right. They're absolutely right. But it doesn't get there on day one. It takes a lot of work to get to that point. And that's what people don't see sometimes. And that's where they get caught in this, just this, this tidal wave of just everything coming at them and crushing them. And it kills them. Now for me, it was a situation where I knew going in what I was up against. You know, there were no, there were no weekends. There were no days off. There were no sick days. When I opened this concept, I literally worked open to close seven days a week. And when I say seven days a week, I mean, it was no, well, I'm going to leave early tonight. Or, you know what, I got an appointment in the morning. I'll be in, I'll be in by noon. No, I was the guy, I was the only guy that had a key. Yeah. In that place, I was mopping it and doing the toilets at the end of the night. Seven days a week, off Christmas and Thanksgiving. That's it. Yeah. Besides that, for two straight years, you know, 700 straight days of doubles. Right. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't see my kids. When I woke up in the morning and left for work, they were still asleep. When I got home, they were already in bed. Right. I literally didn't see my family. It was like as almost as if I was deployed elsewhere. Yeah, right. And I hated it. Right. I lie to you. It was it was just very very dark days. There were some nights I would come home and I would just say to myself, "What am I doing?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I knew what I was doing. I knew that I had to do this, but to actually go through and to execute it is difficult. It's, it's different. It's different on a Monday morning. Like yeah, I'm going to get it this week. I'm going to do what I have to do. But then like the day happens and life happens and there's a little league game or, you know, he fell down and he wants his daddy or that kind of thing. And I, and I had this conversation with, um, I, I'm a partner in, in a little restaurant here now, not nearly involved in the day to day like I used to be, but it's in my blood. I have to have some sort of connection. I was there last night. So I, the taqueria. Yeah. So I, I, I see your post. Now it makes sense. <laughs> Expo. Yeah. So I, I, um, you know, I try to tell them, they're like, it's just so hard. You know, it's just, I, I have this and I have that. I was like, there's not another way to do it. 
There is not another way to do it. Unless we had, even if we had a million dollars in the bank to manage cash flow and do all that, if the intention is to grow this and to build a brand and to be a staple in your neighborhood and to um, have longevity and to really make it in this business and not just be like a guy like, hey, I own a restaurant, you actually have to work. I mean, it was like, to, to your point, I think with, with Pope Tina, it was two years. I mean, we were closed on Mondays, but it was two years every day, 9 a.m. to close. And, you know, one day off is like a blink. Yeah. And I just, I mean, there's not another way, right? Is there, there's no other way to do it. Am I wrong in that? No, you're absolutely right. I mean, there is a light at the end of a tunnel, but the problem is that dark spot in the tunnel, too many people just don't get it and throw their hands up and say, I can't, I can't do this. This is too much. Yeah. They don't realize that there, if you keep doing it, there really is a light. Yeah. You, know, you have to grow your business. You know, when you're opening a, a new business, you know, it's different when people buy businesses, but yeah. the people that buy businesses, they're people that usually aren't in the business. Right. Yeah. And they have their own whole slew of problems that ends There's up. There's a difference between being an owner and an owner operator for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think that that wall that you're talking about happens right around two and a half, three years. And so many people say, you know what? Ah, I'm just going to sell it. I can't do it anymore. I'm just going to sell it. And then everybody's like, well, what? You know, a lot of times, and not everybody, but a lot of times people are like, what? Why did you sell it? You know, why did you? And I just, uh, this is another thing. I'm going a little off topic, but I think that restaurant owners don't have a genuine sounding board. I think that they don't have another group, almost like a, like a, like a therapy session where they could be like, hey, you know, I'm Kyle. I own a restaurant and I'm struggling. And every other restaurant owner has their own shit to deal with. And they're like, no, you know, hey, hey, good luck. Yeah, I know it's hard, but no one ever really, you got to have it really in your head that you can do this. Well, that's why things like this are tremendously helpful because, you know, it gives people an, an outlet to see that, you know, they're not alone. Yeah. You know, these things, we've, we've all been down that road. We know what you're going through and the problems you're going to, you know, face, we've already faced them and we can help you. You know, yeah. I, I'll be honest with you, I talk more people out of opening restaurants. For sure. You know, when I tell them, okay, well, look, here's what's involved. A, B, and C. You know, there's no, there's no way around it. If, yeah. you don't, if you don't like that, you're not going to be able to stomp your feet and complain about it and get around it. You're going to go out of business. Yeah. So, so that, that, that's the old story too of people like, you know, they make their famous, uh, I don't know what, you know, roast beef or, you know, and they're like, oh, you should open a restaurant. And I say like, <laughs> my, mom, my mom cooks great. She'd be great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't, don't do it. I'm yeah. going to tell you, don't do it. Like I always say, if you want to open a restaurant, let's go have a beer. And I'll tell you all about a hundred reasons why you shouldn't. And after that conversation, if you're still into it, go for it, but you got to have it all. No one lays it out for you. There's no article. And I think that's part of the reason why this podcast, I wanted to have you on because like to your point, real restaurant owners need to know that there are other people going through the same thing. And if you really are into it and you really can see the money coming in and you can manage your cash flow and all that stuff and you can treat people right. And there's a lot to take care of, but it's a great business. It's just, you got to, have your eyes wide open going into it. It absolutely is. And, and I don't say this in an interest of self-promotion, but I've actually written some articles for PMQ that mm -hmm. have discussed exactly this, you know, some of the things you need to think about when opening a restaurant that people don't. Yeah. And, you know, once they've already signed that lease and once they've already gotten themselves in deep with the bank or, yeah. or, or put up their own personal funds, then these real, these yeah. realities hit them and they're like, what the hell just happened? What did I get myself into? And how do I get out? I know. And I've, I've gotten, I'm, I'm sure you're the same way. And this would probably be a great topic for our, our the restaurant tour therapies group uh, is I can't really go into a restaurant with analyzing my head where they're at. Like I'll play out in my head. I'll say, <laughs> okay, he worked last night. He definitely the owner. He looks tired. He's pissed. Somebody didn't show up. 
That's why this, the napkins aren't filled up. That's why the windows aren't windexed. You know, like yeah. it's, it's a sickness. It's a sickness. When you walk in, when, can I ask you, when you walk in there, does your wife tell you knock it off? Even though you haven't said a word, oh. she look at you and say knock it off because my wife does it to me. She knows exactly yeah. what I'm doing. Like, she heard- stop knock it off. I'm having dinner. <laughs> Pay attention to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like uh, yeah, for sure. But I think her pain threshold has gotten like she's almost. I almost like gave her a little bit of it. Now she's like, look at this. You know, the music's not loud enough. Or, look at why, why is this. This person's not even paying attention or like she's <laughs> creative monsters. Yeah, she's she's great for our business uh, at the restaurant because she's she is hypercritical and she knows what she wants. And it's um, you know, she she's not there all the time, so she comes in with like, what happened here? Why did this change? Or what's going on there? Or I heard so, so I do, you know, I listen to my wife too. I have to <laughs> she tells it's me. Nice to have that, nice to have that extra set of eyes. For sure. Um but uh, you uh, know, I think oh go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, finish. I was going to say, you know, uh, you know, when getting when people get into this and they're trying to balance life with, you know, restaurant life and family, um, I think a goal is to have, for lack of a better term, an exit strategy. Not an exit out of the business, but an exit out of that 100-plus hour work week uh, to get yourself back home with the family. Like I said, you know, my wife said to me, do this now and get home. And, you know, it takes, it takes growth of the business. You know, when you open those doors on day one, you don't have you don't have the numbers coming in. You don't have the sales. You can't afford to hire a management team, a general manager, mm-hmm. assistant managers. You're all of that. Yeah. And you know, you get to that point. That's when you know you can you know really start implementing the other systems that you have that you've uh, worked at over the years to train your management staff to have them execute things the way you want on a daily basis. And that gets into a whole other genre of you know how do you treat people and handle people and keep your good people. But when you do that, you can then start backing yourself out. Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, we're not curing cancer here. We're making food and serving drinks. It's yeah, not right. that hard. Right. You know, and if, we can, and if we can train our people to do that the way we want it done, the way we built it, we can then back ourselves out of there if we can trust those people to do it. And that's the key. You know, if you can grow the business, if you've marketed your business and you've operated your business properly to, to gain that, that notoriety, that popularity, you know, everyone's food is good. That's yeah. it's, it's more to it than that. Right. But if you can, if you can overcome those hurdles and keep growing and get to that point, then, you know, to spend five, six, seven, eight hundred dollars, nine hundred thousand a week on someone doesn't hit your bottom line that hard anymore. You can work to get it there. Yeah. You work to get it there. That's the point. We don't do this to give us, you know, I can go get a job. I don't need, I don't need to put all my money into building something to give myself a hundred hour a week job. That doesn't pay me. (laughs) Exactly. I don't need that. So that's not what the goal is. But eventually, when you reach that goal, then you can start backing out. Then you can have more time with family. Then you have that asset that you've created that generates revenue for you. Yeah. And that's the name of the game. And it, it breaks my heart when I see people. I was just talking to a guy recently um, in middle America. After 20-some-odd years, he closed his place. And I said, oh, retiring? He goes, no, I wish I was retiring. He said, just, it's 20 years. He goes, I was never able to get over that hump. And he goes, I'm still here. I'm still here every day, day and night. And he's like, before I die in this place, I've got to get out. You know, don't you think that's a good point? Because I think so many restaurant owners don't know when to ask for help. And they're like, oh, no, I'm not paying a bookkeeper. There's no way. I'm not, I'm not paying somebody to do the social media. I can't do it. Because then who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? And it's, hard. it's hard when you're small. I, I get yeah, it. It's hard when you're small. Awesome. The money's not there. You know, right. you've still got your mortgage to pay. It's tough. You right. Know? But when, but to your point, if you're really that connected to your business and you're 
you're working it every day and you started out and you're doing the bookkeeping, you're doing the payroll, you're doing the social media, you're managing the website, you're managing the online platforms, you're managing the third party deliverers. Like at some point when you know everything and you start to put a value on your time and you start to get a handle on your bills and you start to figure it out and you want to step away. I mean, did you make that plan? Like, how do you handle that now? How do you handle bookkeeping, payroll, social media, website now? Like, are you able to pay somebody to do it or do you still do it on your own? That's my job now. Yeah. That's my job now. You know, I mean, I'm still in the restaurant on a, you know, not on a daily basis, but I'll go in many mornings and just get things set up, you know, get paperwork done, you know, be the extra set of the hands through lunch if the guys need me. Right. And, then they throw, and then they throw me out of there. You know, I still, I still work the line on Friday nights. I can't get away from that. But you want to do that. that I, you, yeah. I do. That's, that's our, that's our busy, crazy night. Yeah, yeah. I can't not be there. It's uh, like being on, it's like being on the field during game day. You don't want you practice all week. You don't want to not be there for the game. And it's, it's the best marketing too, because everybody wants to see me. Everyone wants to say hello. So it's, it, it works. It works across the board. But at the same time, you know, now I'm at the point where, you know, I do my own bookkeeping. You know, I have, I have an accountant that handles, that handles my payroll and the accounting end of it, but I do my own bookkeeping. You know, I handle my own social stuff. Um, but now I have the time to, I have the time to devote right. to it, do it properly. You know, I handle all my own marketing and it's, it's great because now I can, I know I really have the time. I mean, we were successful to get from point A to point B to get, to get me to the point where I can back out. But now I really have the opportunity to give it a full-time commitment on the marketing and really just drive it to the roof. And it's great. So that's, so then that's, so then you just, really, you just really shifted the dollars. So you just put the dollars into a cook and now you stepped out so you can handle the more administrative tasks and, and stuff. And I don't think there's anything better than an owner marketing his own space. I think that, you know, they want to see you there. They, people want to, it does come down to a connection. They want to be able to have an experience where they know you and they see you and they can like well, absolutely. talk to you. Yeah. So absolutely. I mean, you know, we talk about, it helps. you know, you think about any, in any field, any sales seminar, anyone ever takes, the first thing they always teach the people is become friends with your potential customer. Mm-hmm. And the same thing applies here. You know, yeah. I tell everyone, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta get out of the kitchen. You gotta cut yeah. the cord on that apron and get out of the kitchen when it gets old. Even if it's for like five minutes, you got to go out there. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So many guys I talk about, like, ah, you know, I'm a back of the house guy. It's not my thing. I, I don't care. You, yeah. you're, you're the, you're, you are free marketing. You are your best marketing tool Yeah. out on the floor. You don't have to engage people in long conversation. No. Hello. How are you? How is everything this evening? Are you enjoying? Wonderful. Thank you for coming. My yeah. name is Mike. And you know what? Now you've met people. You don't have a longstanding relationship with them, but they know your name. Right. And now, and now you've created a friend. These people are going to say, I know the owner. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows the owner, but now they're going to say, I know the owner. And when they're thinking of where they're going to go, Oh, we're going to go to that place. I know the guy that owns that place. Right. And, and you created customers for life by doing what it cost you zero. And you took five seconds of your time. And you know what? So many people are in these days when so many people are hung up on social media and what that means it does still come down to people. It still comes down to that person who made your food. If they come out there, there's still yeah. that wow factor. Of yep. the, hey, thanks for coming by. Hey, you know, you remember, maybe you can reference like, hey, I saw on social that your, your son got into uh, oh, yeah. whatever. Like, that's great. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's a connection that was never possible before. So the human- yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you how, what's, what's so great about it is that it's so easy and yet still so, so few people do it. And so when we do something like that, people look at us like, oh my God, what's this guy's coming out? He's, he's talking to us. It, it's so easy and yeah. people don't do it. And it's like, great. We're going to easily corner the market by doing something so simple. But yeah. yeah, It's those little things that just drive, drive, drive business. Everyone comes in. People are at the counter up front. They just want to wave and say, see you in the back. And they wave yeah. and want to say hi. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I know the owner. Hey, how are you? Hey, good to see you. Great. Thanks. Yeah. They're coming again. And you and I spoke about this before where then it starts to almost work. The customers start to work for you where they're like, they'll see you out at like the hardware store and say, Hey, I was there last night. We'll let you know that so-and-so is doing a great job or I had yeah. the, he makes it just the way you make it. So like that, that it starts to work for you in every way. You got to be, bottom line is you got to be involved. You can't just open up a restaurant and think that it's going to start, you know, just even when it's rock and roll and that you can walk away and it's all going to be good. You got to stay involved. You got to be, be, you know, hands on. And like you touched on a little bit earlier when you talked about shifting those dollars, that's, that's key too. You know, you can't go in there and have this attitude of, you know, I give you a paycheck, you're going to work. That's it. Right. Because you won't retain good people. You know, when you, over the years, we all come across good people, you know, and there we go through times of frustration when we can't find any and that's, and that's tough and it happens to everybody. But when you do find them, it's key to keep them. Yeah. You know, I tell people I'm not, you know, I'm not flying around on a chopper. I don't have a yacht, you know, yeah. I'm just trying to pay my bills. Yeah, right. if, I, if I can do that, I, I'm happy to make, I'm happy to put it back into my people. Yeah. I, when I have good people, I want to keep them. You, know, you got to treat your people with respect. You have to be there for them in every manner, but you also have to make sure they're compensated better because yeah. at the end of the day, whether we agree with it, whether we like it or not, staff is always looking for greener pastures. Yeah. Right. And when, they, and when you provide for them in a manner, and if it costs you, you know, 80, 100, 200, $500 more a week to know that you're never going to have to worry about that, that you're never going to get that call that, hey, Jim just flaked out. He's gone. Yeah. You know, these guys, you know, you got, I, know I hire, I try to hire guys, my, my key players that are people that are, you know, married, kids, mortgage, you know, they need me as bad as I need them. Right. You know, they're not, they can't afford the job hop. But when I do have a good person, I make sure that they're compensated at a level where they're, gonna, they're not going to ever question it and open it up and say, you know what, maybe yeah. I'll entertain it off someplace else. The door is closed and, you, and these people are there. And uh, no, I think also, too, that, that it, having that mindset, I mean, I'll never forget. Uh, I was probably um, maybe a year into owning Pulpatina and in, I was at a restaurant equipment space, like in the Bronx, like picking up. I don't know what I was picking up, something for the pizzeria. And a guy came in behind me and the owner looked at him. He's like, Hey, where, where were you the other day? And he's like, Oh, you know, he gave some BS line. And he's like, how much money do I owe you? And he was like, Oh, like two days or whatever. Paid him in cash. And the guy walked away and I was stunned that he wasn't like livid at him. I was like, and he's like, what am I going to do? I have to be here. It's my business. These guys can come and go as they want. You know, I, I, if I get upset every time he was like, he said something like, if I get upset every time somebody quits on me or doesn't show up, I would, I would be, you know, I would never make in this business. I was like, that's a good attitude to have. And plus, you know, when you like, when you have that conversation with them, you open up the dialogue and maybe they're like, Hey, you know what? It's really not working out. At least they'll give you the courtesy of two weeks, which is rare in our, in, in this business. So, um, I that that's a whole other podcast, but that connection that you can make with your staff on, on, you know, hey, let me know how things are going or, you know, because I mean, it, for so long, it was considered like a part time job or, hey, you got to work in a restaurant because you can't get another job. But now it's, you know, you got, like you said, families and um, guys, older guys and women who need to rely on this money to pay their rent, to pay their mortgage. Yeah. And, you know, if your staff sees you on social media on a yacht in the south of France, you know, while, while it's 150 degrees in the kitchen, they're not going to look at you with, you know, no. you know, just endearing eyes. Especially when you're like, yeah, I'm sorry, we couldn't give you that extra dollar an hour. Right. But you know what? If you, if you, if you practice what you preach, yeah. you know, and you make them part of a team and they see that it's crazy busy and they know that part of that money is getting funneled to them, 
you know, and you're sharing and you're sharing it with them, you'll never have to worry about these people leaving because a lot of people don't provide those opportunities out there. You know, if you're going to say, Hey, here's 11 bucks an hour, it's your pay, take it or leave it. Well, they'll take it, but yeah. tomorrow they might leave it. Yeah. Right. For the guy next door. Yeah. And that's, no. and that's the problem. So, you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's just been the way it is. I remember Mario Batali saying, he's like, I go around like on his breaks, he would walk around and like look for cooks who were like kind of smoking cigarettes in the alley and, and he'd be like, Hey, how much you make? And they're like nine bucks. Like I'll give you 10. And they're like, sure. I'll, you know, start tonight. Right. <laughs> that's, that's what's been the nature of the business for so long. So you got two boys, they're getting older. Yep. Uh, the wife at home, where do, where do you see yourself and, and, and Ian D pizza in the next five years? Well, you know, if you'd asked me that question two years ago, it would have been an easy answer. Um, it gets more complicated and convoluted as the days go by now. Um, you know, with the way, uh, state and local governments handling things. It, it creates new yeah. challenges every day. Uh, you know, labor costs are going through the roof. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm in Connecticut. Just October 1st, our minimum wage just went from 10, 10 to 11. And over the course of the next two and a half years, it's going to cycle all the way up to $15 an hour. Yeah. So that's going to create some new challenges. Um, we'll see. We'll see what the what the future holds. Yeah. Um, you know, kitchen staff. That's not a big deal. You know, you're already paying people good money anyway. Yeah. But you know, it's when you have seven, eight high school girls on the counter on a Friday night. Yeah. To have them all making a, you know, enough money to, to cover a mortgage and a, and kids, you know, is a little hard. So one more hours. Right. Yeah. You know, we'll see what happens. Uh, right now, as far as, you know, expanding into more units, you know, I get approached literally every day mm -hmm. by people that own restaurants, by commercial brokers like yourself. Everyone's got, you know, got a great idea, great space. And, you know, I've done it forever, but at this point now, I'm committed to just kind of sitting, sitting, you know, I've, I've grown this to the point where I can be out of there. Uh, I don't have to be there for a hundred yeah. hours a week anymore. You know, I, I now have this part-time job of 40 hours a week, mm -hmm. um, which people don't get, I know. but that's, that's goal. That's goal for us to be able to own the restaurant and be only be there 40 hours a week is great. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't want to look back uh, on my kid's youth and have my kids say, you know, uh, you know, dad was working, but you know, we always had a roof over our head. You know, yeah. I want to be there. And this is what, this is what I was trying to create. You know, I created the opportunity to have this, you know, this restaurant as an asset that will, that will support others very well and be able to support me at the same time. So I can be out of there and spend that time with my family. There you you know, when, when my kids are grown, you know, if I'm still on the right side of the dirt, maybe I'll look at more options again. Right. right. But I've been down that road in the past and now I've kind of scaled back just to one unit. And for now it's good. That's what I, somebody I know who owns very successful restaurant franchise, not franchise, but restaurant group has said, uh, you know, you know what they say about opening another restaurant. It's like having another kid, but 10 times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But before you do it, think about if you're in a position to do that. So I yeah. think that's always an interesting perspective for a family guy to think about. So um, I just want to wrap up and um, where can we find you on social? Where can we find you in the real world? Um, where are you located? Where, where, what's, where, where can we catch up with you on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, our flagship restaurant is E&D Pizza Company. We're on 200 West Main Street in Avon, Connecticut. Uh, we can be found on social media at E&D Pizza Company, all spelled out. Uh, that's on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, my personal one is pizza underscore boss underscore 27X. And, um, you know, you can find me there on Instagram, uh, Michael Andro on Facebook. Um, and you know where where do you find me for real? Uh, <laughs> uh, nowadays, when I'm not in the restaurant, you usually find me with my kids. Uh, you know, we, we do a lot of travel hockey, so I'm all over the place. There you go. This so, is right. 
Yeah. Well, thanks, Mike. I appreciate you taking the time, and um, I'm sure we'll be in touch, and uh, I'm sure you're in for a busy Saturday night. Oh, yeah. Kyle, thanks a lot. Great being here. My pleasure. Take care. All right. Take care.